makes sense. What the fuck's going on? Something like that. Uh, it's just so magical. The art of screenwriting. What I appreciate about the film is how it one-ups its own incomprehension so confidently and just keeps lifting itself up. It's just like a Herculean feat of strength. Takes you to Mount Olympus. It's a real feat. It's a real feat. The twist comes halfway through the movie. Did you guys, what did you guys predict the twist was? I didn't know. I realized that everybody kept talking. I made a note in my head Joking, I was like, "Oh, I guess." Oh, the, wait. I guess the thing about Matthew McConaughey's character is that he has some set of rules, but how convenient of the film not to tell us any of the rules. I'm like, "This is bad screenwriting." I'm like, "Everyone <laughs> is he's he's so fastidious and like sticks to his code." And then like the rules is like, "I'm off by twenty seconds." My mm-hmm. like the rules is basically C-3PO, just like ah, like mm-hmm. Master Dill. Like I, I was like, "But you didn't set up any of that. This is trash." And then like as it goes on, I'm like, "Oh no." The script was one step ahead of me on this mm-hmm. one. Before we get into it, mm-hmm. I think we should, for this movie in particular, we need to have a disclaimer. We're spoiling oh, it. That yes. we're Big spoiling. Spoils. If you haven't seen Serenity, we are spoiling everything. If you have mm-hmm. seen Serenity, then obviously we consider you a victor, and to you, mm-hmm. listener, goes the spoils. Okay. All right. We've done our due diligence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about SAG? <laughs> Remember no. SAG? No. Remember SAG? No. I, I don't want to talk about it either. I, I just, erased it from my brain. Boy erased. I boy erased it from wow. my brain. But Rami Malek is not the front runner for best actor. I would no. still agree. He is not. No. He's not. Absolutely not. I don't think so. That would be. I love that, that it's would available just... on digital now, so clips are on the internet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see that thread of clips? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I've got it. <laughs> Wait, what is that? That's what he says. <laughs> He's Mem- doing like Valerie Cherish in the comeback. Remember when I? Well, I've got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> he says, "You did you watch the clip? I watched the worst editing clip. I got whiplash from that. Oh no! no. So this new clip. Remember, I walked out of the movie and I texted you guys. Can I tell you what my favorite line from Bohemian Rhapsody was? Sure. Well, I got it. AIDS. <laughs> that pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Oh, that pisses me watch, off. Watch the clip. It's a very dark. I think that we've talked about that. Oh, so <clears> gross. We've talked about it on the mic before. That pisses me off. Mm-hmm. I know. I remember something about Green Book pissed me off before I'd seen that movie. Well, they both have things to piss people off. I'm watching it uh, tomorrow. technically tomorrow night, but in Podcast World, I watched it last week on a torrent with my friend who has a projector and a big screen. We were planning to drink beer and heckle the screen. How fun. Uh, but now that I know there's moments like that, I know that my blood is going to boil on top of everything else. You'll Ladies, have fun. Ladies, my blood is boiling. <laughs> dot gif your blood will boil but you'll also have a fun time i'm gonna lean over to my friend halfway through and i'm gonna say does anybody know what the fuck is going on (laughs) this is nominated for best editing best picture uh when he the fuck is going on to the the fish shop and he's like they say everybody knows everything but what if Nobody knows anything. <laughs> it's very much like... And it's also the first time anyone has ever said everybody knows everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he says it like it's a thing. I'm like, Matthew, movie. this is not the Asghar Fahadi episode everybody knows. We will get to that later on. It's very much um, it's very much the Royal Tenenbaums with Owen Wilson when he's like, what my book presupposes is, what if he did it? Like, <laughs> everyone knows General Custer died at Little Bighorn. What my book presupposes is, what if he didn't? 
<laughs> I like when he goes into the the tackle shop mm-hmm. and the, the bait shop. The lady acts like a shop front person mm-hmm. in a video game. Oh and yeah! Like once you realize oh. s- Serenity. Spoiler go ahead. alert. Oh yeah, we we're spoiled. We we're did spoiling. The spoiler we're spoiling. Alert. To the Victor goes to spoils. Serenity is a video game. Thank you. Um, she <laughs> and then the second scene, they lean in so. I know it's the Truman yeah. Show, but video game. Oh, I've it, never seen. The Serenity show. is truly. I mean, the joke is really on us, and that Serenity is truly the movie that is built entirely upon Red Dead Redemption Two side quests. Wow, <laughs> wouldn't you agree? Oh yeah. Did you now? Do wouldn't you understand you my tweet? Oh yeah. I oh, you already did. made that joke. I made that I'm joke par- after I saw it and I was back. like, I can't wait for people to see it and realize it is true because it's a video game. It is a video game. The, one of the side quests, okay, I, I know I've texted this three times, but I just have to say it on the mic, that <laughs> Matthew McConaughey's son programmed a game <laughs> so where his dad prostitutes his himself to, to Diane Lane. Lane. And it's coded. No, Brandon, it's coded in having to find her kitty. Brandon, what you what you said was that a son programs a video game in which his dead dad sleeps with Diane Lane for money. Which is funnier. <laughs> that is it's, what happens. I would. I hope I, we can all only hope that our son will someday program us into a game with such a rock and bod. You know. <laughs> Catch the kitty for Constance. It annoys Catch me. Dan Constance. Lane looking out the window. It annoys <laughs> me so much. Peggy Olsen and Mad Men leaning over the cubicle. Oh. It's Diane Lane and Serenity. Catch the Constance. Catch she's the literally Constance. just looking through those Venetian blinds. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know this was a noir, she's peeking through the blinds. We're we are supposed to believe that Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway are the same age in this movie. Well, it's it's the it's 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 the wig work. Like. Back in high school, <laughs> yeah. What? They're you know, not the same age. Let me say, my forty years older than her. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I tracked you down because we had a high school reunion, sweetie. It's our high school reunion, daddy. <laughs> and and she daddy. was like, she was like, and nobody knew about you. She's like, or no one knew where you were. They know about the war. They know about the medals. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part. Um, they know about the medals. <laughs> what? Did you see what fellow film fag TJ? Tweeted that is the funniest <laughs> it's thing. It's the funniest thing I've ever and, heard. What? Hold on, I'm pull gonna I'm gonna pull it up and read it. I liked it what exactly. you tweeted Ben about the the purple heart metal in the loose drawer. It's just he, it's both loose in the drawer in reality when the, he's dead, yeah. and it's loose in his own drawer. It's like he's a just fucking like, ball of rubber bands. <laughs> like it was in a safe at my grandpa's house. Like that means you saved someone's life. And apparently, loose this... in a drawer with the with the, with the hot sauces. And I guess the... oh, oh, I love this so much. It is absolutely beyond how many times Anne Hathaway says "down by the commercial harbor." Wait, wait. she's Remind oh, me down this. by the commercial harbor. Where's Where's your husband now? Oh, don't worry, he's down by the commercial harbor. <laughs> Which, by the way, is, what is, is it's code for having anal sex for ten dollars? <laughs> because that's what uh, goes down and down down by the commercial harbor. <laughs> At least Anne Hathaway knows exactly what movie she's in. Well, when she walks yes no. on the dock with her trench coat and bucket hat, <laughs> it's it's Shelley Duvall and three women walking yes. down the stairs with her little yes. with her little slanket hood. Oh my God! It just it the, kills me. The, as you talked about earlier, the swoop. Whoosh. Oh, the, 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 it, it's very Danny Boyle. Like yeah. the camera just whooshing around, like 180 degrees. I just scared Linda with my whoosh. She jumped out of the window. She's gonna go lay down now. 
Oh, it, it's truly it's, beyond. The first time that happens for the Anne Hathaway character reveal, I would literally, under my breath, said to myself, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I think it only happens for her introduction and the husband, Jason Clark. What's no. no, 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 no. It, it, it happens happen several again. times. The, the Matthew McConaughey, where it shifts multiple times yeah. when he's like walking oh, the cliff I do to remember jump that. into the multiple thing. Times. And it like, sh- where? like reverses. Diane Lane, Diane Lane where are you going? I'm taking a shower. <laughs> and then he jumps yeah. into naked, the sea. Jumps into the sea. And then my favorite moment of the film, which is, you know, he... We, I was dying. I was truly dying. He is swimming. He is holding his breath for a minute and a time. Yes. And swimming ass naked. Ass, for, like, ass perfectly framed in the mm-hmm. back. Like the way that the camera is hovering over yeah. his body. We're going to see his little butt rippling through the water. Mm-hmm. And he's swimming through the ocean. And the bubbles of water are going... Or the bubbles of air are going up the perfect blue ocean you can just hear like the voiceover like water is the essence of moisture <laughs> and moisture is the essence of wetness it's too good and the fact He's... that steve and i cuts back to that shot like four times yes yes i he was loves it. howling howling i think the theater. first like then he meets his dead son good laugh yes. i had uh-huh. was the flashback to the sun running on the, the pier just like a happy memory in slow motion just like da, 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 dad dad ben you brought you brought this point up uh, in our text chain but uh, the first i think the first time that i busted a gut was when it wasn't the first time i busted a gut because just like all the intense close-ups of matthew mcconaughey mm-hmm. in the beginning when he's trying to land that fish just like <laughs> just like the beads of sweat running down oh my god but when but, i didn't think any of that was funny i was kind of like oh maybe this is better than people say well it's because of all <laughs> that those scene cu- is sort of riveting it's because of those Cuts to the to the reel with mm-hmm. the fishing wire on, yeah. and then like the click click yeah. click of the Prominent tension. in the trailer. Prominent in the trailer. Um, but the first point I truly lost it was when Anne Hathaway pro- <laughs> when they're on the boat after dark, <laughs> and she's like, and she's like, oh god, she's like, I want you to kill my husband. He's like, what? And she's like, and I'll give you ten million dollars. I'll ten give you pause. Ten million dollars. <laughs> it's just like, like she's Doctor Evil. <laughs> it's so ten million dollars. I'm like, girl, if you're gonna like, of all the ways to drop ten million dollars to kill your abusive husband, why, like, why, why do all the legwork of finding yeah. your 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 she, like your like disappeared that. hermit? Veteran X down in the Keys. So he can fish t- the, under the guise of fishing for tuna. Oh, my God. Okay, like, you can when, pay when, a stranger $10 million <laughs> to kill so your just off him much easier. So my favorite part was when the Jason Clark, the husband, is all so like... So bad. He worked... She worked so, so hard, hard on the, the internet. internet. And, and uh, Anne Hathaway, when she's comforting with his hand, and she's like, yes. I looked for so so many nights on the internet, Daddy. <laughs> You, I know you want to go fishing, Daddy. The first time I truly okay. laughed was also in the on the boat after dark scene. But before that, it, I think it's the first line in the scene after she gets off the dock. Mm-hmm. She's like, "So in the real world, there's this thing called Facebook." Heard of it? And then, and then he goes, "Heard of it?" Nope. <laughs> oh my god! I guess ultimately the reason that Anne Hathaway finds her hermit husband in the Florida Keys down in Miami or whatever is because at the end of the day she's so fucking grateful for her ex. <laughs> like, why? Also, why? also, okay, she doesn't exist. No! So the son programmed this excursion of... See, this I, weird, like, Kathleen Turner in Body Heat version of his mother. It's very Oedipal. It's, yeah, like, it's... That's the part She gets of the, raped... 
Oh, it's fucked up. And then they which has they have a good fuck too. And everything that happens oh was, was concocted by the sun. by the sun, which it's, is so was he was fucked. desperate to watch his parents fuck. I I will say, and then I have to, and then I have to introduce the damn program that the best part of the consensual sexual encounter between Matthew McConaughey and and Anne Apart from the shot where Matt is just thrusting, he's just pumping diligently, and we hold on the shot, it's like a damn metronome, is when is when Anne is like kissing all over his body and then comes up for air and goes, oh, we're both damaged, but in different ways. Okay, shut up. This is another episode of Movies IMO. Welcome to Movies IMO. We are your three fave film fags. We are here to chat about Catching Kitties. Mm. Um, uh, my name is Daniel Crook. I'm Braden Kirby. I'm Ben MB. Today we are talking about avant-garde masterpiece, Serenity. Oh my God. Serenity. 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 <laughs> thank you. I just don't thank understand you, Emily Dickinson. why. <laughs> okay. It's, I, we, we can't be parsing the logic of this movie, but I just, why <laughs> does... Have the rules been changed in the code the of the video apply. game? But <laughs> no one else seems to know that the rules have been changed in the code of the video game. No, the rules, which would be the first place where the reprogrammation, the re I don't know video games. You're the gamer brain. You can help. But the rules would be the first one to be informed of the reprogramming. Yes. The first I don't, right. And I'm... Everyone the else. The logic of the video game world makes zero sense. It's like sense. everyone is trying to stop him from doing the thing that is now the objective of the game. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you have been tasked. It's totally Your, your mission insane. objective is uh-huh. to kill husband uh-huh. so the rest of the characters should fall in line. Mm-hmm. If you are the child whose modus operandi is to murder his abusive stepfather, why would you create a game where literally every single character but your avatar is working against yeah. you? <laughs> it's so weird. Why? To Especially make it because challenging. they're all. Gene. But they're all on the same. It's not challenging. I mean, but what's challenging about like the barkeep being like, "Haven't we always been here?" Like, it's like, don't you think I should do this? I, just, I think you should just catch the fish. Or just like, it's like how this- how easy is it to yeah. turn off the radio? You know, yeah. like it seems like the the main like uh, the, the the main like thrust of intention here is the radio every day being like, "It's time to go out and catch the damn fish." It's like, just like, it's this weird Westworld thing where like they aren't supposed to acknowledge that they're in the world, but it's right. like. All once you find out it's a video game, all stakes are, have been eradicated. Yeah, that's what we were talking about at uh, TJ's for the SAG Awards. That's when I fell asleep. Is and again, this is the movie that I both fell asleep in and laughed so hard I couldn't breathe. And I don't know the last <laughs> time that's happened. And I'm so fucking grateful for my serenity. And um, once we found out it was a video game, I had a big laugh. And then I realized, like, oh, none of like literally none of these characters are real. Mm-hmm. Therefore. The stakes completely disappear, mm-hmm. and that's when I started drifting in and out of sleep for a good ten minutes. You know, I mean, Roger Ebert would speak of the idiot plot. I love that you bring up Rog. Ooh, talk. The idiot plot. Preach. Is a movie that can only exist because the characters are behaving like idiots. The son could just kill his stepfather, unrelated to the game, as is what happens, mm-hmm. and then program himself into the game. The movie could literally just be the last five minutes, and there's no, like... We'll get to the last five minutes. Nothing matters. Yeah. Right, yeah. nothing matters. Nothing matters. Yeah. Nothing is... The resolution has nothing to do with what came before it. Yeah, and I was so damn invested in catching the enormous the tuna justice. I... I know you guys haven't seen The Book of Henry, but this movie shares a lot oh. in common with Book of Henry. Patricide? Step Patricide? Just, just oh. in terms of 
sort of. It's it's it also involves a, a confusing, confounding, makes no sense murder. Yeah. Which it's, the adult which the adults goad the children on it, towards. It would, it would be a stunning double feature. Mm. <laughs> if only we'd known. Um, you did the right thing. It's. <laughs> we will talk about it. We will talk about that. I. It is the single funniest moment of the decade. Oh God. I. Can, can we quickly <laughs> sidebar about uh, your guys' audiences in this movie? Yes. Yeah, sure. I would, lo- I would love to hear, because mine, it was like 10 people. Yeah, mine was sparsely attended. Everyone was silent. No one knew how to, no one was laughing, except I had a girl like five seats over from me who was drinking. There you go. And I heard her scoff under her breath left and i was like oh she gave up hmm. came back with a refilled wine <laughs> Are these yeah. movie did you go to the arc light it was uh to get grove. reach oh there you go wait do they have alcohol at the grove they don't they should if they have alcohol at the grove they need to get alcohol 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 at the americana because they probably don't let you take it in then what was she drinking Maybe, maybe her, she just her, she got her so Maybe that too. The blood that she was crying yeah. from watching Serenity. But, but she got it. The she, shot of snake's blood in the she, beach. She was snickering to herself, which allowed me, I felt, gave me permission to snicker. Well, this is but an important everyone point. Everyone else was just like, I was, it's the idea of permission for laughter yes. in the movie. Everyone yes. is just waiting, Angela Bassett waiting to exhale in yeah. this movie. Mm-hmm. And I will say that there, uh, there, were, there was a, uh, a straight couple behind me who seemed like pretty chill people. And every time the rules came on screen, this girl just lost it. Just, <laughs> just, just the mere sight See, of him, like, 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 like running towards Matthew McConaughey <laughs> and getting like, you know, like the dust it's, kicked it's behind the back wheel. It's very unpleasant right here. Yeah, <laughs> standing it's in the very room. unpleasant out here at three a.m. in the morning. <laughs> his introduction when he just. He, this is insane. He takes off his loafers. It seems he cuffs his jeans and then walks through water that's up to his waist. Oh, yeah. Like he's going to like not get his pants wet. His he... pants are fully submerged. It's like up to his nipples, not yeah. even his waist. It's like three quarters of his body. It's like Sam Neill during Dead Calm. <laughs> he takes off his shoes like he's going to put them on after and it's going to be fine. <laughs> the thing is, like, even if they're like nice leather shoes, his feet are going to be soaking. As soon as he, he slips those wet flippers under those suede yeah. shoes, they're ruined. So, so your audience was pretty game. Well, kind of. There was also a man, uh, uh, a white guy, probably in his early 60s, who was in my row. I actually moved. I didn't get good vibes from him before the movie started, so I shifted down a few seats, but, yeah. and then the lights went down. He was stone faced through the entire thing, and I saw him readjust his posture at one time that seemed to suggest, like, all right, like, let's catch that fish. Uh. And so there were a couple times that I busted a gut and I felt bad about it. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck you. Like, if you don't, if you can't yeah. enjoy this for what it is, yeah. but we were all just in disbelief for yeah. the for the climax of this film. Yeah. And when Matthew McConaughey somehow bridges the technological divide and zaps through the telephone into the real world and gets his son on the phone and his son's like, Dad, I did a bad thing. And Matthew McConaughey is interstellar sobbing and saying, yeah. This is a their- very interstellar movie. Oh, they're driving through the cornfields? Oh, yeah. But- and like this like weird parent-child connecting across dimensions. Through dementia, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and and uh, but, but the moment the son is like, I did a bad thing. Like, I murdered my stepfather. And Matthew McConaughey totally like stone fit or totally serious. Like, son, you did the right thing. <laughs> I let out the biggest laugh I've ever let out in the movie theater. And as soon as the first like uh, came out, 
the two people behind me and I heard the sound of like some other laughs, everyone just joined in this chorus oh. of cathartic laughter. Oh, that's so great. And then I did. Where did you see it? I saw it at the Americana at like 2 mm. 30 on Sunday. Ah, uh, that's great. And then it. I was hoping it would crescendo because this is when I started laughing so hard I couldn't breathe. Like I was silently laughing. And then when the sun in the voiceover goes, I'm changing the rules of the game. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey is just in this like bombed out, like oh, set yeah. from full metal and he jacket. Thanos away. Yeah. And everything starts digitalizing and then like swirling around him like it's fucking Pocahontas mm. colors of the wind. Gotta I set screamed. up the sequel. Yeah. Wait. Set up the sequel. <laughs> he's like, I'm changing. And he's like, and I'm like, oh, we're gonna see like, oh, we're gonna leave what's the island called? Paradise Poop. I think it's called Plymouth. Plymouth. And I was like, That's oh, meaningful. we're gonna see a cool new world it's like it's the same place (laughs) yeah it doesn't even really change no it's just he's in it now oh my audience there were a couple of scattered groups there was like a guy and his girlfriend there were like three really hot gays together they knew what i bet they were snickering and you went with tj everyone i was with tj there was like two like lone men it was like five of us okay halfway through the movie one of the lone men gets up from wherever he was sitting and goes and sits like in the handicap area row uh-huh. where it's just like full leg room. Uh-huh. And if every time something would happen, he would turn like in disbelief to us. That's genius. <laughs> just like <laughs> just like to see like are you guys seeing this? He was the Greek chorus of astonishment in the theater. That's so good. Ah, oh, I'm so jealous of your guys' experience. For like, I want to go back. For like half an hour, I was trying to not laugh because I didn't want to offend anyone. I know. Yeah. Right. And then right. TJ literally could not be helped. And, <laughs> and then I was like, it's over because TJ's yeah. laughing and I'm going to laugh. And I'll yeah. give you... <clears throat> Ten million dollars. <laughs> yeah, I, I mine my whole theater was at that stalemate of like we probably were all thinking it, but nobody did the did it big enough to yeah. release it. But also, I had like individual old people who were probably like your guy who was like, oh yeah, here we go, serious this cinema. Is, uh, this is yeah. a good thriller. I mean, there was that Anne Hathaway Instagram post. Oh yeah, where, where she, she defends like, the goes movie. to bat for the movie. I mean, she's not her defense is not wrong. No, yeah. she's it like is all of those things except it is for smart, indescribable. Yeah. yeah. What did she say? Like, oh, in no, not never been done before. Yes. Shit on it. Yes. Get on it. Uh, yes. That was Stephen Knight writing this. Uh, Stephen Knight writing this was the Antonio Banderas gift. I it thought right? of that too. Mm. Uh, the title card of written and directed by Stephen Knight beats the Coen Brothers produced, directed, uh, and written by. So good. So, Serenity is about a... (laughs) (laughs) It starts with just, like, this pound... It's it's like the fucking score to the insult. Just, like, propulsive. The title card over, like, the whooshing, like, water of the Uh boat. It looks so fucking, like, 1995. Cheap as fuck. Doesn't it open with the just the boy's close-up? Like, he's got sort of the poltergeist blue glow on his face, and Uh we go through the eyeball, and I'm like, through the eyes of a child. Into the land... See, I thought the that land of Baker Dill. Once they open on the child, I was like, "Ooh, the twist is going to be like incest or like something <laughs> fucked up sexual." Mm. No. Boy, was I wrong? No, <laughs> no, boy, you were right. <laughs> well, um, Ser- Serenity. Yeah, Let's see you try this. Yeah, Serenity is about the sand-crusted cod, <laughs> deep-sea fisherman, known as Baker Dill. 
Um, <laughs> my favorite Keebler elf. That's not his real name. No, <laughs> it sounds bake like a, dill. a sounds like a New England pickle. <laughs> a baker dill. Oh, I could really go for a baker dill. <laughs> Why do you keep calling him John? <laughs> <laughs> John. When <laughs> he like should have gone to the hospital, <laughs> bruised, battered, and boozed. I couldn't Bloody get over that. <laughs> he gets on the boat because Jaman Hansu <laughs> fucked him up the night before. Yeah, someone did. I thought. I thought that, that. I thought it was. I thought it was. Oh, I didn't. Catch also, that. when did Jaman Hansu get old? Well, when did that happen? When he hasn't been working for ten years. He's old now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Baker Dill is a deep sea fisherman who uh, lives day to day. He's got a basic routine. He takes tourists out on his deep sea fishing boat called Serenity. <laughs> And then afterwards, he goes up to the local drinking hole and buys Wes a shot of rum and Mm. sits at the bar, pulls out his notebook and writes, no fish today. (laughs) Or hooked him. Hooked him. I got him today. Well, I got it. Well, I got him. The tuna. And um, the thing about this movie is like, ironically, we are never given the rules. Like. Mm The first act of your script, obviously, you once you know the rules, you can break the rules. And looking through Stephen Knight's resume, he's written a lot of movies, so I'm sure he understands basic screenwriting format. I like Eastern Promises a lot, which he wrote. But um, Academy Award nominee for his screenplay. Yeah, for, what is it, Drop Dead <laughs> Dirty Gorgeous? Dirty Pretty Thing. Dirty Pretty Thing, <laughs> yeah. yes, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Um, the movie jumps in, and he's already, like, the tourists who, who are out for the day have hooked Justice, the big tuna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's it's Captain Ahab. It's The Shining. Yeah. It's all, Matthew McConaughey's The Shining. Matthew McConaughey's Ahab. And he immediately, like, like we never see him taking people out. The first thing we see is him, like, breaking his regular routine. Mm-hmm. So it's just bad screenwriting. Mm-hmm. He takes he takes the rod and the reel. He tries to hook that fish in. But it's too it's too smart for Baker Dill. You, you better believe I'm not paying $400 for this. Or I think seven hundred dollars. Anyway, because mm. the inciting nice. incident is that because he couldn't hook justice and he stole the rod and reel away from the drunk vacate the drunk tourists, the drunk men, mm-hmm. he was denied his eight hundred dollars, which is his. He lives his on that drinking money. money. This is drinking money. It's what he lives on, and so then he has to go uh, stup Diane Lane. <laughs> Money's on money's on the nightstand. She is also inexplicably tied to that room. Yeah. Just like catch oh, yeah. The, catch the kitty. Just like concerts. Linda Cardellini is inexplicably in bound to the kitchen in Green. It's Boonwell. Yes. It is. <laughs> uh yeah, Diane Lane lives uh, lives in a in a, a, a four uh four walls of Venetian blinds. <laughs> yes. And a sweaty ass bed with a ceiling fan. <laughs> Um, and, and she's uh, always in her silk robe. Oh yeah, just and she's and her kitty's always getting fuck. loose. Mm-hmm. Catch the kitty for Constance. <laughs> and then and then uh, he goes to the bar. He's got no. He he immediately like gives away half of the money that he got for banging Diane Lane. Mm-hmm. And then eventually Anne Hathaway in a like double indemnity Barbara Stanwyck in a tour de force performance <laughs> comes out of nowhere and it's like I got this round. <laughs> She so, says, I got this, just like Rami Malek in, <laughs> in the film Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. I've got it. I've got it. Well, I've got it. I've got it. Well, well I got, got this. Well, Ma- Matthew got turns it. around and he's like, $7,000. <laughs> 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 and she is says, this, I'll pay for this drink. Is this enough? <laughs> and then they, I love that this moment's so perfect. She like, she's like, she's like, I got this one. And then he's like, anything, the bartender's like, anything for you, ma'am? She's like, oh no, no. He's like, she's like, I'll take a sparkling water. And he's like, 
ice and lemon and she's like well you gotta live sometime <laughs> like <laughs> yes you only live once like that's right why the hell not yeah and then and then she slides him a hundred dollar bill <laughs> he gives her back 95 dollars in change <laughs> and she slides a 20 over and this is just classic screenwriting like this is screenwriting the bartender goes welcome to plymouth <laughs> <laughs> anyway she basically she's she's his ex she's so fucking grateful for him his her ex and she offers him ten million dollars to murder her husband, her abusive husband, and save and save her and their son. Oh, another fave moment. Yeah. <laughs> I think she says, Well, you know I can't leave him. And Matthew, like, he like takes a beat and he thinks about it and he's like, Yeah. <laughs> Later, she can't leave it. But no, but then later he's like, "Why don't you just take our son and get on a plane?" And she's like, "And have him follow me? <laughs> he'll find me, Bakerdill. Bakerdill, he'll find my ass." <laughs> Where'd this scratch come from? <laughs> I was just gonna bring up the scratch. That's but, not planned. Well, let, let's at say all. it's oh, like yeah. it's not funny, and like it shouldn't be funny because we are understanding like the meticulous levels of control and abuse that Jason right. Clark has over Anne Hathaway. Right. And when he strips her down, it actually like I stopped laughing for a minute. I'm like, oh, this is real. Yeah. This is this is real. And he's inspecting her body, and it's totally fucked up and scary, and like very emblematic of the way that men treat wh- bad men treat women as their property. And then, and then the movie like loses it because he's like, "Where'd, you get, where'd you get this scratch?" And no, she's like, "Where'd you get this?" And she goes, "Oh, it's just a scratch." <laughs> and he's like, "Where did you get that scratch?" And she's like, "I don't know." And then that's it, which obviously means that like something happened on that boat yeah. that did not make it into the final film, right. never addressed again. I I like to think that. That's still. That's just how it was written. <laughs> there was no. It's a. It's a. Gl- it's a glitch in the matrix. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus! This... I don't know where to go. I want to just let's talk go about to see Jason Clark sitting in just a, a circular bathtub full of blood. Uh, he wasn't in the bathtub. And then he's like, oh, he, he was next to it. And then right. he like, like he looks dead. And she's like, Daddy. And he's like, <laughs> like he like burns to life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. It's like, I mean, it's like in Dead Calm when Billy Zane gets shot through the arm with a harpoon and he just like Terminator 2's out of it. It's like, that's not how that works. Oh, Dead Calm. We'll talk about it. A film. We'll talk about it. What is a film? Um... Where do we want to go from here? Um, I don't know. There's so there's truly so much to talk about. I mean, if we were saying before we got on the mic, it's, it's a bummer and we didn't bring notebooks because it's the type of movie where every line deserves a dissection. Mm. But as soon as you glue it in your brain... It comes unstuck because you got to make room for another line. And then at the end of the day, all you've got is cash the kitty for Constance. Oh, I know. The first time I really let her rip the laugh. <laughs> the, the first time, if, 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 if Jason Clark is you laughing and Tuna is you, you saying that, that, giving yourself permission to laugh, mm-hmm. this is the moment he gets ripped from the hull of the boat and, and launches into the into ocean. The ocean of is laughter. when the rules. Reed Miller is <laughs> has come to him in the middle of the night and Baker Dill pours him a little whiskey or rum or whatever mm-hmm. and he drinks it and he's like, let me give you a little more. <laughs> and he pours rum into the rules' glass and it just slowly gets higher and higher until it's like 90% of the glass is full mm-hmm. of hard liquor. And then, and then Jeremy Strong picks it up and gulps like three quarters of it. <laughs> Them's the rules. Uh, Them's the rules. I don't really drink that much. <laughs> 
Oh, God. Oh, windy. boy. I have to laugh. I'm I have to laugh. That was a classic. Talking about this. Oh, boy. Oh. I don't know where to go. There's a lot it's... to discuss. I mean... Let... <laughs> Anne's hair. Let's. Oh, her hat. Yes. Uh, well, well, we can talk about her hair for a second because it, I'm dubbing the wig Queen Anne's Revenge, and that she is wearing the Julianne Moore and Maps to the Stars wig. Oh. And famously in that film, someone says to Julianne Moore's character that a role she's up for is going to Anne Hathaway, and then Julianne Moore goes, "How's that going to work?" <laughs> Which is just the purest Anne Hathaway diss in the movies. And this is Queen Anne's revenge. (laughs) Snatching the wig (laughs) maps to the stars. Yeah. That's so funny. She looks good as a blonde. I I agree. I was into it sexually. (laughs) Can I read a poem? Yeah. All right. What? I just wrote it. Because I could not stop for death, he kindly stopped for me. The carriage held, but just ourselves. And serenity. <laughs> I hate you. Good work. Well done. Proud of you. My labor and my leisure too for his serenity. <laughs> Governor of I'm New York, Cynthia Nixon. Other. I'm going through the images on IMDb. Like I'm trying oh, yeah. to remember other plot points. Like I'm, but I can't. I'm obsessed with Diane Anne. Lane. Is just watching the action on the her. her when she room. fully opens the window. <gasps> That's the last time we see her, too. <gasps> she opens the blinds. She's broken the rules, too. There are just so many shots like this of just McConaughey <laughs> looking disturbed <laughs> off to the distance. Looking truly unhinged. Serenity is Matthew McConaughey's The Shining. Just the way it's that- apocalypse now. So is the beach. The beach is really the beach is apocalypse now, and it's so it's so apocalypse now that there we we there is a scene where a room full of dope addled twenty somethings are watching apocalypse now in right. a Thai oh, garage. Right. right. Yeah. That if if like Danny Burrell's like in case it wasn't clear, I'm doing yeah. an homage. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. I will say, but oh hi Linda. Oh, Linda. Linda. She's perched next to the treats. <laughs> She honestly looks a little bit about Matthew McConaughey and Serenity, like, like freaking out. Uh, when Matthew McConaughey would like turn to the sky, like the hunchback, oh, the of overhead Dom, shots, and would go <gasps> <laughs> like three times. He does this. Yes. He also in the 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 long like on the sand uh, thing. The sandbar? Yes, that's yeah. the word I'm looking for. With the rules, and they're like, "Fuck it, I am gonna kill him." <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's the point of the scene. At the end, he like that's. The, that's oh, go ahead. He stand. He's like still hunched over, and he scurries off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like a damn sand crab. That, I mean, that that's truly the moment where Matthew McConaughey <laughs> yells out to the skies, "I can do that, and I should be allowed to do that." Uh, that's what he says to every single towns person who's like, "Just catch the fish, yeah. Baker Dill. You can't, you can't kill this man. Mm. I should be allowed to do that." Yeah. <sighs> this movie, and some- straw hat. I f- so there's Daddy. It's, it's three o'clock in Daddy. the morning yeah. when the rules comes to him. Mm-hmm. Tw- Twenty milliseconds past your normal time. <laughs> low tide is at noon, and Bakerdale always goes out. He at low always tide. goes out at low tide, and I think we can, the the second half of the movie. I think if we were to string all of it together, it would be longer than nine hours. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the events that have to take place from three a.m. to getting on the boat at noon. No one sleeps. Yeah, yeah. that. 
can't be nine hours. Yeah. No. That had to have been a day and a half. <laughs> I love it. It's like it's like doing a season of 24 and you're like, well, to drive from here to here it would have taken like three hours at that time of day. Right. And that's the thing about Serenity. It bends time. It exists mm. on such an uncanny temporal mm. plane that you must give it credit for never collapsing apart from the stakes of the yeah. film disappearing from them digitizing and turning into the exact same thing. Yeah. This film never collapses in on its own weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apart from that one moment where I was falling asleep. The, can we talk about the ending? Cause the end we is, have, we must, I don't even know where to begin with. That I did ending. get bored for like five minutes once. So it really is a four and a half for me and not a five, <laughs> but, but it's like, I still can't believe the sincerity of your five. It, I, I, what else am I going to give it? <laughs> I mean, you're, it's either a half or a five. Because it oh, is I gave a, it one. It is exactly the movie that he wanted to make. <laughs> well, here's I the thing. I truly believe that, you yeah. know? And I, he, Antonio Banderas, gifted, mm-hmm. gifted to I agree. Stephen Knight is like queen of the writer-director metaphor at this point, like the grand metaphor. Uh, and I'm like, I don't take Locke literally. Like, I, I don't think that this man is actually in a car driving through. Like, all the phone calls coming in, it's clearly like his headspace or whatever. And this, it is also this idea that like all of your surroundings do not exist and it is all one grand extension of processing trauma and mm-hmm. grief and shame and murder and they know about the war <laughs> they know they know about the war they know about the medals <laughs> <laughs> we're, bo- we're both broken baby just in different ways doesn't she say like just in different places just in different oh, places God. and then it made me oh, think no, just of showgirls different we're just, places we're just, but just broken different places yeah when <laughs> she said different places i thought immediately i thought showgirls. of showgirls too yeah <laughs> That's so good and then the fa- and then like when he he matthew mcconaughey is having sex in manhattan and then he pulls out and he's like gotcha <laughs> he, he, he's like uh now but I, I you thought you were gonna get away with this and it's like <laughs> you already like gave her what she wanted like because he's like you think all this love cr-? actually i'll talk let's talk about that scene where she comes in she's like daddy she's like i never stopped loving you just so you know i know that when you were in the war and all your medals and then you had to run away and change your name but i never stopped thinking about you still that boy with the letterman jacket underneath the bleachers and then Matthew mcconaughey has this psychopathic unflinching like kubrick stare huge pause and he's like don't bring that love shit into me. Like, you don't think I'm gonna fall for that? And then Anne Hathaway immediately like drops the guys and's like, so <laughs> like, and and then they have sex and then he pulls out and he's like, uh uh, not today. The it's sex like, but is you like did it one shot of his ass. <laughs> yes, it's like, so ugly. It's so ugly. Uh. God, <laughs> there's so many ass shots in this movie. They are. Of his ass, who wouldn't He's show me? <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh Jesus! Okay, back to the ending. The child, <laughs> the child stabs his stepfather to death. <laughs> so the the Anne Hathaway mother in the real world mm-hmm. is she aware that she is fucking Matthew McConaughey in a game version <laughs> no. world? She just thinks he's catching fish on his little tablet. <laughs> I love. He's the- always staring at that computer. That little I creep. I that- try. Okay, <laughs> Jason Clark is like. I tried to get him to play football like men do, and then we cut to the room, yes. the kids' room, and he's like, he says again, like, "Let's do something like men." Well, every, no, <laughs> twice every, in a row. Every every single time that we cut to the son's perspective on the video game, we hear the exact same audio loop in the background, <laughs> yes. which is Jason Clark go. 
you can't do this to me. Like, <laughs> it's the same audio. It's the same audio. Like, and, and every and, single and time that, we cut to the kid, that, that audio is playing in the background. That shitty shot of him, that cheesy overlay of like just generic uh-huh, code. And code. Yeah. like, <laughs> I love The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's galaxy brain. It's yes, like truly, it is galaxy brain. It's just like, who's like his mind <laughs> is it's so rich. When did he, I want to hear an interview with him. Like, I know. Are there any? He's probably is he hiding from this movie? Is he still proud of this movie? I mean, they're promoting the they're, fucking yeah. shit. Out you know, Matthew McConaughey. Like, I you, you just imagine that. him like on late night. Host is like, so Matthew, like, <laughs> yeah, all right, all right, all right. Tell me about this new movie, You're in Serenity. And you can just see Matthew McConaughey just like lean back and get like a good <laughs> silly old grin on his face, crack his knuckles, and goes, well. Let me tell you about a man I like to call Mr. Baker Dill. <laughs> like, Baker Dill's out there hooking big tuna, <laughs> having no beer outside. I mean, I, I think... Buying a beer for his buddies. Uh, like, it's I, and, and, ha- and then, and then, he gets an opportunity. <laughs> he gets an opportunity to change his luck. And that's where I step in. <laughs> I mean, these... I feel like they're... They're just like, I mean, Anne Hathaway with the Instagram post and then her her frivolous twirling on the red carpet. She's like living her best fantasy. She she's likes like, it. She's like, hate me all you want. I'm, I would like I'm to read one of the movie. user reviews from IMDb I would like that I saw it. earlier. I would like to hear it. It's a five out of ten. From rating. a user? Mm-hmm. Let's Generous. hear it. The performances are amazing, but the story itself has a lot of holes. <laughs> <laughs> Had they stick to what the trailers delivered, it would have been better. People are getting the bait and switch, and they're not happy. About Is that a it. pun? Is that a deep sea fishing pun? Oh, thank you. Bait I, and switch. I would say, like, I am. I went deep sea fishing one time when I was like eleven. Mm. Like, I was in Alabama in the Gulf of Mexico, where like my great grandmother lived, and like all the men in my family, they like coordinated some deep sea fishing trip, and the off the in Alabama where my great grandma lived, I already said, and I just remember eating too many cookies when we went off. I got seasick and I puked them all up. Ugh. And then, and then I just remember I mean, it was fun, but like I never thought that like the gear of deep sea. You okay? Did the water go through your nose? Daniel, <laughs> cookies over the edge of a boat in a lavatory that is shaking back and forth oh. with the rollicking waves. Oh, but like, I pictured you barfing over the edge and, and it just coming out as full formed cookies, like a fucking cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a ma- I'm just imagining Nicole Kidman lying on the side of the boat, unconscious, <laughs> with cookies, with fully formed cartoon cookies just <laughs> plopping out of her mouth. But so, but I have been deep sea fishing in my life. Did you catch the big tuna? I got some red snapper. Thank you so much. Okay. But after you barfed up you know, cookies. Yes, that's right. What I don't remember is being so fetishistic about all the boring fucking fishing gear where it's like, bring me the belt. And then they like snap on the little belt with the PVC pipe in the front, like thrust the rod oh, in. Oh, yeah. It becomes like, very fast. <laughs> I'm losing them. <laughs> like, Wait, I've done that. It's not exciting. Like, you can imagine Steve Knight, like, uh, but like as a reward for luck, like eight twenty four was like, you want to go to Miami? And he like on his vacation, he watches Decalog one and he goes deep sea fishing. Yes, and he's, like, and he's inspired. <laughs> on, in the final scene on the, she's starting. She's starting. Jason Clark asks to be handed the fishing pole. Yes, and Matthew McConaughey said, "Did everyone hear?" Frank has demanded the rod. <laughs> he says that? Yes. It's so 
It's like to prove to the one, the stowaway kid. He consented. He want. He has demanded the rod. <laughs> and then he gets he chose dragged. <laughs> he, like you said, Ben, the way he goes into the sea is similar to the child flinging oh like out the windshield. It's, it's, oh, the kid, it's like a fucking Hot Wheel car. You like pull back and like, <laughs> yes. no. The child projectiling out of the front <laughs> windshield dead of dead dead is that one was... of the most stunning images in cinema I have ever seen. It is... I will never forget I it. I was so upset. Shut the movie off. <laughs> I was like, they're not even on the boat yet and I can't get through this. And then the kid doesn't come back into narrative play well, at no, all. No, no, no. Only He's subtextually. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yes. no and then she harpoons the dog. Yes. Which I that was seen actually, I thought was well crafted and upsetting. It was so upsetting, and I yeah. had to remind myself like just because it hurt your feelings doesn't mean it's a bad movie. <laughs> but like she, she, so now it's like she has to blame. This wasn't fully worked out, but it's like she she then had to blame herself for the right. death of her two children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And probably know they got the dog to replace the son. But I, I was I'm offended. mad that there's that last five minutes of dead calm. Where, oh, but it's a classic. Where she, where he's still alive and she's the victim. She would have been the one to kill him yeah. if that hadn't happened. Now, here's the thing. Uh, I I bet that was a studio thing, I, maybe. I feel one of my main problems with dead calm, a movie I actually enjoy very much and I think is a top thriller and deserves, it's obviously not Jaws. And obviously they shot all of that stuff beneath the boats on a stage somewhere. But like they, they shot some of that out in the water. There's like, some very give them credit. Be- there's some really good imagery. It's a very like solid Hitchcock exercise. It's very Hitchcock. I, I agree. Um, but the way that Nicole Kidman's character is every time she exhibits any cleverness, she is cut down into a victim. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, she drugs him with the, with the sleeping pills and then he rapes her. And you know what I mean? Like, it's like all of these, she can't, I mean, you know, it's not to say depiction is endorsement. Like we can talk about the ways in which the movie is examining violence against women and the way that women are made to play the victim. I think that it's there in the movie, but Mm -hmm. it's also just fact that structurally the role she plays is even though she saves her husband, she's really the one being saved at the end of the day. Right. Which is upsetting. And that's a problem. I was going to give it a full three and then, that last five minutes, yeah. I was like, I can't do it. I will say yeah. that the the shot of Billy Zane's bloody hands coming up to massage her hair mm-hmm. is quite upsetting. I yeah. mean, it's yeah. a it's a it's an effective. And she's talking twist. about having asparagus for lunch. Mm-hmm. Having asparagus. <laughs> I can't do young Nicole, but she sp- she speaks in such a particular cadence. Yeah. I'm not done with Serenity. No, no, I, I, we I, we, we were just going off on an aside on a side quest, <laughs> if uh, you will. Wow, uh, I, you know. I don't know. <laughs> I, it, well, there was m- uh, my other favorite line, Lord, connect him with that fish. <laughs> As he exits the door of a church. <laughs> yeah, he's standing <laughs> on the edge of the church where he's been sweeping away. Well, and of course, he's speaking to the child god. Mm-hmm. He's like, connect the code, man to mm. fish. Man to fish. Uh, pivot to fish, pivot to tuna, pivot <sighs> to justice. I like the moment. One moment I laughed really hard because it was just so indelicate was when Jermon Hansu and Matthew McConaughey are having their first fight. And Jermon Hansu is like, what's your problem? And Matthew McConaughey is like, your wife died because of you. And they're like something like that. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? And and then the shopkeeper or someone's talking. You should apologize. Yeah, like you shouldn't be that harsh. And then Matthew McConaughey's like, I didn't mean what I said. It wasn't about his dead wife. I just, I get so scared sometimes. You know, some <laughs> but it is true that everybody knows everything. Every, because it's a video game. I do say, while we're talking about the bait and tackle shop, 
the new Reynolds Woodcock ordering breakfast mm. in the in the diner is Matthew McConaughey ordering hooks line sinkers. He's like, I'll take a couple of those furry ones. That'll be seven dollars and some hooks. <laughs> like, <laughs> you catching tuna and swordfish and some lures. <laughs> like you just like he, the laundry list goes on uh, and on and on. I love. Okay, this is when he calls the number from the rules, and he's like, "Is he real? Are you real?" <laughs> also, like, I love you're identity. To people, identity and serenity. The man literally told you you're in a video game. So if you ask someone in the video game if they're they're, if they're real, they're, real, they're gonna they're say still, like, "Yeah, of you're you're it's, in a video in game. the video game. Yeah, I'm real." But it's like, what? But it's played in this brackish sort of way to make a good water pun. In that, or not a pun, but I'm using water language, water terminology. Um, like the barkeep is like, because Matthew McConaughey is like, does it ever feel like, how long we've been here? How long we've been here? Red, we'll call him. <laughs> and then Red is like, well, he seems very flustered. It's very Truman Show. Like <laughs> yeah. you were saying, Randy, like trying to keep the lid on the thing, trying to keep the lid on. He's like, oh. Right. And he, like, so they all know they're in a video game. Mm-hmm. So why doesn't Matthew McConaughey know he's in well, a video game? Well, because he's also in the video, you know. Well, it's for me, like, it's, it's sort of like, I don't. The movie is trying to say the reason I say brackish is, is that because Jack. It's, well, let's call him Jack. Yeah, it's of course it's Jack. If it wasn't Jack, it'd be like right. Hawk. Yeah, but it's like that. The, the other characters on Plymouth both like have no idea it's a video game, and yet are working so hard on the on the objective of the rules that they must know that they're in the video yeah. game. Like the, the way that they evade concrete answers. Yeah. You have a nice day now. Have yeah. a, that that cuts in the trailer, have where a where he's staring really, and she's like. You have a nice day. Catch the kitty for conscience. Catch the kitty for conscience. I like that. <laughs> Linda? What are you doing, Linda? Hello? We're not catching that kitty. <laughs> ben will later. There's that when they when they push out, they shove off from Harper. <laughs> the cat is on the pier, and there's an overhead shot. Good overhead the, shots. Of the cat just, like, oh. walking away. Yeah, and it's, like, meant to be, like, really meaningful and, yeah. like, I don't know, a symbol? Like, what? <laughs> is it symbolism? This is not inside Lou and Davis. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, like, what are they trying to do with this cat? Like, the cat, like, stands for something? The cat is constant. The cat is Lewin. And the cat. <laughs> Lewin is the cat. Lewin is the cat. The cat is the conscience of the world. Ah. That's why we can't ever fully get a grip on it. Oh, wow. As soon as we feel we've got our conscience under All right, control. We've solved serenity. We've done it. Hey, conscience, constance. Yeah. Conscience, constance. Also, so. where is this? Constance sh- is a constant. Where is this shot in the movie where Anne Hathaway's like staring creepily at. From that, behind him? From behind, that one? That one. That's at the beginning. I mean, we need to talk about how much this movie takes place on that pier. Just like the most boring location. <laughs> and they're just... Mm. They're just like... It's all furtive glances and yeah. subtext. I I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Well, I have one more I'm detail. Speechless. I love double indemnity. I love body heat. I'm I love serenity. Speechless. The the one detail where like... Oh, he's yeah. on the cornfield road and that kid shows up. He's uh-huh. like, you, I, you told me you're good at job. And it's like, he's a kink in the plan. Like... Yeah. His whole existence is like confusing. Yes. And, and no, I mean, to call anything confusing. That's when I got bored for like. Pointless. That's when I was falling asleep. Like yeah. having, when when Matthew McConaughey had to just like check in with all these people yeah. all of a sudden. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, get to the tuna like, murder. Like, we know you're going to do the kill. Yeah. We but, know you are. We know look, we're in a video if, game. If it, weren't, yeah. if it weren't for that kid, we would get no. I am handing <laughs> off the <laughs> right. rod, which has been requested <laughs> by. What's his name? Frank. Uh, Frank Zariakis. Zariakis. 
on Anne Hathaway's character's name is Karen. Yeah. <laughs> Her name's Karen. As we were leaving the theater, someone, I don't know if it was the homosexual group, I think it was, um, I just hear someone go, well, it was a great cast, wasn't it? <laughs> That's all they could say. I mean, it is kind of wild. It's starring two Academy Award winners in, in, in these premiere roles here. And like, probably I... didn't get paid their quote. No, because they believed in the vision. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, it was he, they have an Academy Award nominee, writer-director. You're like, I was shocked got when the it lock started phone. and it wasn't a studio movie. Right. It's, it's yeah. some it, Albion. Yeah, like, what is that? I mean, company? you can imagine them, like, signing up. Could, like, I, I would love it if Stephen Knight, like, called him on the phone and was like, sort of like, uh, uh, like a filmmaker who I won't name, being like, I need you to sign on, but I can't show you the script. Like, the, like I can't, my script is too precious. I can't yeah. let the secret spill yeah. out. You have to sign on blind. And they're both like, this is the director of Locke. <laughs> like, this is the follow-up to Locke. Yeah. Like, we have to do it. Uh, but again, I can't really see Matthew McConaughey, like, leaning back on a late-night couch being like, you know, man, me and Baker do, we got a lot in common, man. <laughs> like, yeah. you know that he vibes with Baker. He fucks with Baker. I, it's, I think this movie will... Like, Stand the test of time. I will. do too. I yeah, do. It will. We will still be talking about Serenity in five years. I think we'll be yeah. talking about Serenity forever, as long as the world is not burned up, as long mm-hmm. as we haven't lost film, because it is this fascinating little curio mm-hmm. starring two Academy Award winners, two box office, uh, especially, well, both of them really, like box office draws. Like, mm-hmm. this is their, neither of them have been. Neither, neither, few actors have been in movies like this. Like, like, especially yeah. like huge Oscar winning, like marquee name actors. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a colossal failure. Like, the thing <laughs> like about, something. yeah. And it's going to make a The Book dime. of Henry yep. uh, comparison. Naomi Watts is not a star on the level of either McConaughey or Hathaway, you know? Yeah. So it's like, how did they get roped into this? Yeah. Right. I'm telling you, it was a blind offer. Mm-hmm. It it also feels like the type of movie that was like shelved, but yeah. it's not. But it, right, it it does feel this is an do, opus. But uh, yeah, I don't. <clears throat> I feel like he's probably been trying to get this made since Locke. It's now been six years. Wow. Locke was that long ago. It was two thousand three in England. I mean, this movie looks like it was shot six years ago. Yeah, and yeah. so I wonder if it was. It's like. I bet he was laughed out of every studio, and oh, that's yeah. why he has this off-brand money that I've never heard well, of. Well, you have to imagine, yeah. he, he took it to A24. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He definitely took it to A24. Mm-hmm. And everyone, and he thought he was delivering gold. Yeah. And they, yeah. He they thought lived. he had his best original screenplay. And then in the end, it ended up you being another Matthew McConaughey joint. Fool's gold, Brandon. <laughs> it was fool's gold. God, remember that movie? Remember we Sahara? Done that is homework. We should have uh, done Sahara. fool's gold. I Sahara. I never saw Sahara, I don't think. <gasps> Classic film. McConaughey hasn't really had a good role in a few years now. I'm going to pull him up because I, I do it. think that there's there are um, exceptions to that rule, but I might be wrong. Um, the beach bum, though, is coming up. No, I mean, no, you're right. That's I mean, I feel like since the, dark, the Dark Tower, okay. The Dud. Sea of Trees... Oh, yeah. Free State of Jones. Oh, yeah. We will not count Kubo uh, and the Two Strings. Oh no, 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 no! He's great in Kubo and the I Two don't Strings. Who he he's is. the big beetle. I barely. He, he that is movie, the male lead of Kubo. Okay. Um, no one knows. Yeah, no one knows. <laughs> gold. Oh no. Go- oh yeah. Gold. Wait, you guys gold? remember Gold? I sure do. I didn't even need to make a fool's gold joke. He was in Gold. Yeah. 
Um, Nominated for one Golden Globe. Which was like best song or something. That's dark. Um, and then before song, that, it was Interstellar. Yeah. And so, like, you know, you got the Dallas Buyers Club, Wolf mm-hmm. of Wall Street, True Detective, Interstellar. Mm-hmm. And then his, and then it's Sea of Trees, Free State of Jones. Yeah. So Interstellar was really his fall off. But we know we're going to be talking mm-hmm. about McConaughey, not to spoil anything for our dear listeners, but we will be talking about McConaughey again with the beach bum. Yeah. Down the line. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we should probably return. talk about Harmony Corinne movies, but I would, maybe we should do, like, we should do Spring Break and then also do, like, Fool's Gold. He's also in a Guy <laughs> Ritchie movie coming up. Is it called Tough Guys? It maybe it's Tough Guys. Maybe it's Macanasans Part Two. Part Two. Hot it's Shots happening. Part Two. Mm-hmm. Kicked off by Serenity. Mm. I do think it's important to note that he I, really is such a good actor. I was, really. I was. That's what yeah. I was about to say. Is that I think everyone in this movie, give or take Jason Clark, um, he's great in Zero Dark Thirty, but I haven't seen him in a lot of stuff. Like these are great actors yeah. who have given really phenomenal performances of very specific emotional depth. And Hathaway was on both of our ballots, Ben, for Best Supporting Actress last year for Ocean's 8. And McConaughey, McConaughey should have won Best Supporting Actor for Magic Mike. And he should have been nominated for uh, Killer Joe, in my opinion. And then I I stand Jean-Marc Vallée. I don't stand Jared Leto in Dallas Buyers Club. I'm not saying it's a perfect movie, but I think he's fantastic in the film. Mm-hmm. And I think he deserves an Oscar. That's all. <laughs> the end. I would have voted for Leo, but I do like... Oh, that's Wolf of Wall Street year. But I, I, would, do, I would have voted for Leo. But I do like that McConaughey has an Oscar. Yeah, I would have voted for too. I do think he is like... He he has fallen prey to the he's so pretty, he doesn't really get the recognition. He's a real he risk taker. Thing, but he's really talented, and he does he has done some really interesting work for the past 10 years, at least, post like his romantic comedy prime years. And I know I think going even before that, I, mean, I think he's fantastic and dazed and confused. It's not just the all right, all right, all right. I mean, he imbues this really rich pathetic melancholy mm-hmm. and he's also a creep in that like he, he's yeah. able to play so many layers on yeah. wood uh wooderson and dazed and confused mm-hmm. um it was a real star is born moment then Anne, obviously like it goes mm-hmm. without saying she's a genius yeah i love Anne. i'm glad that we're we're all back in Anne's camp like of all, everyone some of us yes. never left so, i yes, didn't i never left. I, mean, I, I never left but I never a lot left. of people did i yes. was very much team should get the Best Supporting Actress nomination for The Dark Knight Rises mm-hmm. instead of Les Mis. Like, it was the sort of Oscar win where I was glad she had one, but I would not have nominated her for it. She's outstanding in it, but I hated that movie. And I actually yeah. think that her big her big close-up number, um, the live singing and the camera work and that lens that he's using is so distracting that it takes away from her performance. That's really interesting, because I think that's the only scene in the movie that works. I don't think any of it works, but I, I, I take that because it's the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like, I... I didn't. I want to see the take of it where she's lying in a coffin, though. Have you heard that story? Did they know? They, because it was Les Mis and it's Tom Hooper off of his Oscar win. So they had unlimited money and resources for this movie. So they, it was. Once they blew through the giant boats budget. It was two full days for I Dreamed a Dream. And since it's. Uh, it's shot. one shot they just do the whole thing over and over and over and over and by the end of day two they were like should we do one where I'm lying in a coffin and yeah let's try it that and, was Anne's idea yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to see it <laughs> just singing I dreamed a dream from like a coffin. Jim James and I'm not there and halfway through she was like okay this, this is isn't a working <laughs> <gasps> no, but also Anne is also a like risk taker. Yeah. Anne is an underrated risk taker. She's a real artist. It actually makes a lot of sense that McConaughey and Anne Hathaway signed up for this. They are both underrated risk takers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both commercial actors, risk takers, and also character actors. Mm-hmm. 
I love I, that's like the, the the limpest take for any big star. Like the thing about Brad Pitt is the thing about Leonardo DiCaprio is like he's a star, mm-hmm. but at heart he's a character actor. Mm-hmm. And I would say that that's not completely true for both of them because they do have star personas they work really well within. But they've turned in great character work. I mean, yeah. Ocean's Eight is tremendously um, comically tremendous. It is tremendous in its layers of comic timing and mm-hmm. specificity specificity in, in that character that I don't think is on the page. For sure. Yeah. That's a Anne. That's Anne. That's our Anne. That's our Anne. And Diane Lane, of course, deserves so much better than this. Mm-hmm. Remember wow. when Diane Lane was supposed to be in the Oscar conversation for Hollywood Land in like 2006? I and don't that, remember that, but I believe when that never yeah, When that, that never materialized, I really feel like that was the last time. I can, I'm going to look at her credits. But like, I feel like that was the last time Diane Lane even had a chance. Um, Diane Lane was in Tully. What? Does she play? Fellow film fag Chris File, let us know who played who she played in Tully. Wait, does she? Does she... she was in Inside play... Out. Secretariat. That was the other Oscar oh, movie that yeah. wasn't. Uh... And of course, she plays Martha in, Su- in Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Martha, sweet mm-hmm. Martha. Yeah, She's no so Hollywood. Good. Who the fuck is she in Tully? Is she what's his fuck's husband? No, no. That's the oh god. Have you guys seen woman. Trumbo? Oh, I sure have. She's, well, she's juggling for her life. Yes. Like, literally. Really? She juggles. She juggles. It's I, her, I, mean, it's her I mean, she's literally juggling for her life. It's a good talent. Oh, no. Trumbo is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh, it's, it is, uh, it is what, oh, it is, it, it single handedly killed my love for Breaking Bad. Yeah, same. I was like, this is what It he is so is hammy. Good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's also, I, I remember saying at the time, I mean, Brian Cranston getting an Oscar nomination for Trumbo mm-hmm. really demonstrates how flimsy and weak and the best actor category is almost every single year. Yeah. And it's not because the men aren't delivering comparable performances to the women. It's that the what those voters are looking for in a male performance is almost entirely built on showboating. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Rami Malek, for instance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Christian Bale Even is showboating like, look without at, subtlety, uh, but I think that that uh, helps him. Uh, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Of course. Like, he's a genius, but all three of his Oscar wins are very showboaty performances. Yeah, and they're yeah. all, and by the way, I would have given him the Oscar for probably two of them. You know, yeah. and then, and but it's it's why, like, it's why he gets in for Phantom Thread. It is mm-hmm. not a showboaty performance, but they respect him so much. Like, I don't know, like, I don't want to assume bad intentions for, like, why the Academy likes Daniel Day-Lewis, but I think you put your finger on something there. Like, I think that they view these, like, loud, towering DDL mm-hmm. performances mm-hmm. Although Lincoln is more in a quiet register. Except but when he's, he's like, now, now, yeah, now. Yeah. He does have the moment of explosion. He's like, yeah. I am clothed in immense power. Like that shit. Like the Academy of said, like catnip in the I'm middle reminded of, scene, of a Mindy to- Kaling joke where she said there's, she's never seen like straight people, straight men be more emotional than when she's with them at a Daniel Day-Lewis movie. <laughs> <laughs> because it's my boy. <laughs> yeah. They just like... Actors, showboaty actors playing real people. Sam Neill and Deep Calm are dead calm when he's in the sinking boat and he's just rapidly thrusting the lever to dump the water out and he's just yelling, Drainage! <laughs> oh, okay. I watched Locke this weekend as well. And you didn't like? I didn't really. Yeah. I like things about it. But what, Coleman. what Stephen Knight thinks people say to themselves (laughs) the way he thinks people talk to themselves and look i am a talk aloud to myself person Mm -hmm. 
No one is like spewing practically Shakespeare. It's like it is like the Adam McKay fake Shakespeare scene. Right. And they're just like, oh, that I <laughs> knew what was happening in my <laughs> I'm having a baby <laughs> before it was wrought upon me. It was it, I'm just like Tom Hardy's really doing a lot of heavy lifting trying to keep this. He boat won afloat. Best Actor from the Los Angeles. He's Film really Films, good I believe. for a script that is Garbage. It is garbage. I like I mean, I, I, he's. I, I don't ever think Tom about Hardy it. is very good. Mm-hmm. He he elevates Venom, oh. which you giving Serenity five stars yeah. makes makes me feel like I have the liberty to give Venom. Five of course stars. you do. Yeah. Which Tom, is in follow my, your dreams. In my heart, what Tom I Hardy <laughs> won Best Actor from the Los Angeles Film Critics Association. That. that was a good. That was a fun surprise. And he got second place at the National Society of Film Critics. That's wild. People yeah. really like that movie, or they like him in it. At this least. Is, oh my yeah, god! This is a, this is a be... this is a tight fucking year. So the 2015 National Society of Film Critics Awards. This is how you do Best Actor. Winner: Timothy Spall, Mr. Turner. Second place: Tom Hardy, Locke. In third place, a tie between Joaquin Phoenix and Inherent Vice and sex symbol Ray Fiennes in the Grand Budapest Hotel. Wow, wow. That is how you do a Best Actor category. Wow. Eddie Redmayne, nowhere to be found. Eddie Redmayne found dead in the ditch. Eddie Redmayne found dead. Feeling the, the hem of his dress. Shall we do some homework? We've been on the mic for a bit. Let's 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 um let's hoist up our sails and <laughs> and fly towards homework on the open sea. Launch ourselves out of a moving <laughs> car. Shark! <laughs> Does that look like a shark to you? Okay, I am sorry, but Billy Zane is so poorly directed. He's so hot. He's doing a good performance. Yeah, but he looks like Marlon Brando. But he's not giving the right performance, in my opinion. I think Hmm. it's an interesting performance. I think it's rich. I think it's layered. I think it's complicated. I think um, there's a lot of good in it. I don't think that I, I. I won't go as far to say that Billy Zane has a way of making you root for him. But he does have a way of making you forget that he's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I actually think is a pretty cool choice. Mm-hmm. Like, and then he does something evil and unhinged, like commits atrocities yeah. against Nicole. He leaves a man to die on mm-hmm. his boat. I mean, he killed all those people on that boat. Yeah. I mean, he's a psychopath. Um, what the problem that I have, and it is with the direction and not with Billy, because I think Billy's doing what he thinks is the right thing to do. Yeah. We're talking about dead calm. Yeah. Is. I don't believe for one second that Nicole Kidman and Sam Neill wouldn't be like, no, this fucker is insane. Send him back on his dinghy. Yeah. And like, that is a thing of direction that he needs to be able to play to them and to the audience at the same time. And he's not doing it. I think you get desperation in those opening moments. Fine. I don't, I think that Sam Neill, I I think that, I mean, we've talked about how much Ben especially has talked about, how great the subgenre of cinema is of Sam mm. Neill being cucked. Mm-hmm. Mm. And One it's not faves. just about literally being cucked. It, it's about Sam Neill. It's true in the piano. It's true in Jurassic Park. It's true in Dead Calm. He is trying to exhibit that he is large and in charge mm-hmm. and he's got the whole situation under control. Mm-hmm. And there's something about the hubris of that and that it's obviously it's a man hubris. who's... My hubris. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi. My hubris. <laughs> um... 
Like the, I, I, I think that whether or not he trusts him, he wants to prove that he can keep this under control. Mm-hmm. But he's just doing his flimsy little lock. He's not really th- lock, like not really thinking it through. So I think mm-hmm. that it, I think that I don't think that it's purely on Billy Zane, but I agree with you. I, I think I think that I think that they're not supposed to totally believe him or yeah. let him stay on because Sam. I think Sam Neill's character is trying to prove that he is unflappable and always knows what's going on. Of yeah. course, the movie yeah. vindicates him in this regard. Literally, if someone came onto my boat, said, everyone I was with died on the same day because of food poisoning, and here are all of their passports, I would be like, you get the fuck out. Yeah. You are a murderer. Yeah, I guess, that's uh, pretty true. I, I guess the reason she, uh, or the moment she realized something was going on was she looked at her hand and said, Picasso should have drew this. <laughs> I love that line. Is that from the movie? Yeah, Billy Zane's like God. explaining what happened. He's like, being oh, very right. Like, she, I don't remember and, that. And then she, she says, Picasso should have drew her. And I then, thought you were making a, uh, a Titanic joke. No, but I mean, Billy says, Zane is typecast. This is like a psychopath on a boat. Or but Nicole, he, he goes, Pablo, some, throw them out. Pablo, Pablo something. something. And wait, doesn't <laughs> throw it, them out. It doesn't, Nicole has to clarify, like, because her vision was blurred? Like, is that why yeah. her hand looks like Picasso? He's like, he's like uh huh. <laughs> like I was like, uh, his eyebrows are so crisp. Mm-hmm. I think I does just... he not look like Streetcar Named Desire? Marlon Brando kind of does. He does. I see yeah, yeah, he's a, he's twinkier. Of course. When they yes. show his butt, I think I gasp so loud. Good butts this week. Good butts. Good butts this week. There were good bods in all of these movies. Oh, Leo was never hotter than at the beach. Mm-hmm. Even though that he's, was, ne- he's almost that was never the age where he was fucking anything that would walk, male yeah. or female. Of yeah. course, just like totally. Yeah. You know what I appreciated about Leo's bod in the beach? Tell he us. doesn't have enormous arms. No, he he's does. He's very but lean. He's twink hero Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio mm-hmm. in the beach. He is standing up for all the twinks with skinny arms. Mm-hmm. He's twink. And then of course he ruined it by bulking up. Ruined it. <laughs> His hubris. His hubris. I? Leo's hubris. Dead calm though. I'm done talking about that. Danny Boyle's I can't remember hubris. a thing that happened in the beach. Thank you. The end. <laughs> I I read the Wikipedia today because I, was, I watched it Sunday. Today's Tuesday, and I had to read the Wikipedia page. And it's just like, I, I was like, I think all of this is like a good hour and a half in the last pair. No, the, all of this is like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then the last paragraph is like the second half of the movie. Like, there's no plot. Right. Yeah. It's just no. It's just him running around in the jungle and like, and, and like becoming throwing one rocks with the at people. <laughs> and he becomes, becomes a video game. He's like, oh my god! Oh my god! When he decides that, that shot has go ahead, Brandon. Just like when he decides, like, well, I'm a native now. <laughs> like, and he's like, life is a video game. He doesn't he literally say like, mm-hmm. it's a game. It's quite literal. It's in the voiceover. Yeah. And then so, I saw this movie for the first time probably eight years ago. Yeah, and that shot has been burned into my brain where it's like the <laughs> fake video game screen. It's all pixelated and red or like yellow. Yeah. And it's this when awful. When did you see it originally? I feel like I saw it when I was like 18 or 19. And for what purpose? Was it formative faggotry for it you? It must have been earlier than that because it, it, it was after Slumdog Millionaire. Okay. I was doing a Danny Boyle okay. watch. That's a reason um, too. Sure. Here's the thing. When I was living in England... Um, there were so many movie channels, and, and it, it wasn't like pre, like I, it wasn't basic cable, but it wasn't like the movie channels HBO. on cable here. Yeah, like there were there those existed, but then there were also like a bunch of regular cable uh, channels that would play movies 
maybe with or without commercials, I don't remember. But it was always like I would I would I would look like a week in advance for what was going to play because mm-hmm. it would always be the weirdest shit. Like mm-hmm. I think I, saw, I that's how I saw Nixon for the first time. Like and the beach was one of them because like he'd won the Oscar and that's I think I was like oh the beach. Right. And um and I remembered like I before I watched it I'm like I remember thinking this was bad, but that I got something from it. And then when I was rewatching it last night, I was like. Oh no no! You did not feel that way because I feel the exact same sickness in my stomach watching it now yeah. that I did then. Oof. I mean, it's just that, like I actually think the first shot is pretty good. I don't even remember. What, what the, the first shot is just like Leo in Bangkok. Like it's like he's oh up, I do he's up, he's up, he's like kind of in silhouette. Mm-hmm. It's just like sort of a big blue light. He's up against a blue wall and there are people mm-hmm. just passing like scores of people oh, yeah. just foot traffic just going back and forth in yeah. front of him. And it's this awful voiceover though. The voiceover is bad, but. The shot then pans over to the left when he walks, and he's right next to this enormous gold statue. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just like it's a great reveal, and it yeah. shows that how let's call him Danny Brown, the wonderful rapper. Danny Boyle is good at just like packing as many like visual yeah. elements into a frame as possible. I'm not saying that that means he's a great filmmaker, but he does have a talent for knowing how to just cram it all in there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean it works. It doesn't even necessarily mean it's pretty, but he does. He knows how to fit them in, whether or not they fit nicely. Yeah. And I actually think that opening shot is really nice. The reveal of that gold. I think statue. there are some interesting formal elements. Oh, of course. But the thing that, like, just—it's not that I couldn't follow what was happening because I can. It's that I can't follow why anything is happening. It's like that's. It's tough. like I know it's for the spirit of adventure, man. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just, doing it like nobody's done it, man. It's just like you got to be high to watch this. Yeah, movie. it's like I don't think you do. It's I like think what am I invested in? Like Nothing. the relationship, yeah, it's is like, like yeah, with meant Ver- to be with, a with, central uh, with thing. Virginie Ledoyen, who's mm-hmm. a great French actress. It's like what the is French boyfriend was? is very hot. Action! Yeah, the shark thing. And there's oh the one God. guy that gives him the map that kills himself, and it's just like yeah, like, leaving quite a mess for the maid to clean up. Yeah. John Dillman's just trying to get her mop up on mm. those electric lights, and then she's got to <laughs> mop up the blood. Robert Carlyle is bad in this movie. Which one is he? He he is Daffy or whatever. Oh, oh, the, the man oh. who gives, he is bad in this movie. Yeah, yeah. It's such a weird movie. It's, it's just so weird. It's, it's very straight. Well, like I don't know what you're book. supposed to get out of it. Well, I it, it is, is based, based on, on a book. book. Yeah. I, mean, I think that Danny Boyle is trying to have his cake and eat it too, and that's why. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why this movie fails, but that's one of them. What did he make between uh, Train Spotting and this? Maybe Life Less Ordinary. I don't know. You'd have to. You made Shallow like, Grave, Train Spotting. But no, but here's Literally, what, no, what is he going for? Here's what it is. Here's what it is. I think that there's supposed to be this idea that Leo's character was inherently corrupted because of his privilege, because of his naivete, because he never actually understood why people try and... Like, he never understood what a utopia would be for. He just Mm -hmm. liked the idea of smoking weed on the beach. It's this Mm -hmm. idea of appropriation. Of course, the movie is totally appropriating Mm -hmm. Thai culture in a way that is extremely upsetting and problematic and just fucking annoying, frankly. But he gets his comeuppance in the end, and we realize that he had no idea. It's this thing of like the young white male, the mm-hmm. the young white Anglo, like or you know like Anglo-Saxon male, uh, goes to a foreign country, goes to the other side of the world, and claims to. It's, it's almost I think he's trying to do some sort of like colonialist thing, like goes and thinks that he can that he knows the rules of the land, that he can conquer the country, and like that it can all belong to him. Right. And then it all comes crumbling down. Yeah. Of course the filmmaking is also taking this approach and that's where this critique doesn't work. Oh, yeah. The beach is famous 
for the production destroyed that, that island. island. I didn't they, know that. So I was see. Doing that's some, what I mean. I was exactly. I so the that. so the film making itself that. like destroyed uh-huh. a yeah. habitat that existed. Yeah, and that's like that's like a notorious. It was thing an about Alex Garland novel. The Alex Garland, really, of Ex Machina fame, and an, yeah. um, an annihilation. Uh-huh. Fame. I I do love when Tilda Swinton pulls the trigger. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Tilda's good in this movie. Well, yeah. I, I mean, when is Tilda? I not mostly good, agree. Right? I remember at TJ's for SAG, I hadn't rewatched it yet, and Brandon and I were talking briefly about it. And I was like, "But Tilda's good." And you were Tilda's like, good. And rewatching, it, I'm like, "Tilda's good. It's not great. She's doing what she can." Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess it's just like Tilda's an actress. Um, she's playing a part, mm-hmm. but there is, and I, I'm gonna slag on Tilda just for a second. And this is only like, I love her. Um, I don't love the Doctor Strange stuff. Um, that's that movie, right? Where yeah. she emailed Margaret Cho and was like, teach me sensitivity. Yep. <laughs> like, n- not a good look, Tilda. Yeah. But I, I can really see, and this is purely speculative, I can see her, and Leo too, I can see both of them really buying into like the world that's going on uh-huh. here in a way that I find annoying. Yeah. But yeah, she's fine. She's good. I think she's good. Yeah. She's good. Yeah, yeah like Ben said, like, when is she not good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I had more stuff to say about like Dead Calm. I don't really remember now. All I have to say about Dead Calm is Nicole Kidman is one of my favorite actors of all time. Like, like truly top of the mountaintop for me. I think she is the Marlon Brando of our generation. I've said this before. Not Billy Zane. No, unfortunately not Billy Zane, <laughs> but same movie. Um, but Nicole does not reach like an ability. I would say not like she's good in Eyes Wide Shut, but she isn't like dropped at amazing until Moulin Rouge, which is the next movie she did. Mm. Um, but like, I don't even think like I like to die for a lot. I don't think she brings the depth that she could have brought to it 10 years later. But yeah, I get nothing from her in this movie. Really? I get nothing. I get a, I get a lot from her in this movie. I, I'm I, not going to pretend like it's one of her great performances. But I get, I feel it. I know I, what's going on in her head. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I, I do that, but head. I don't feel anything. I feel, I feel some stuff. I, I, I feel her desperation. I, I feel her, I mean, and again, like we were saying earlier, I don't like the way that this character is brought to life. Because I, I get the desperation, I get the love for her husband, which is annoying. But I also see a canniness and a clever quality in the way that she's, the way that she understands that it's not just her life that's on the line, but also the love of her life's life is on the line. Mm-hmm. What I don't get is I, 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 it, I think actually a knock against the performance for me is that she's too convincing when she decides to go to bed with Billy Zane to manipulate him and then drug him and everything. Like she's so good at pretending like she wants to. I in the audience, I'm like, I needed one more beat <laughs> before. Like, it's like, I don't, I feel like we mm. missed a step here. Sure. All of a sudden, they're like making out. I, I buy her relief at the end of the movie. I, in the beginning, I, it's mostly like shouty, but like I get the, the, the guilt and the trauma of what yeah. happened. But how great, how great of an introduction, and I mean this in a sarcastic way, is Nicole Kidman's uh, entrance in this movie when her eyes are being held open uh-huh. on the slab oh. in the hospital. She's just like, yeah. ah! It's mm-hmm. so great. Yeah. I, yeah, I, 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 but I'm not going to pretend like it's a great Nicole Kidman performance, but I yeah. think it's a compelling start to the career. I mean, I am a big To Die For fan. I am a huge, her performance in Eyes Wide Shut, I think it's one of her four best performances. So I don't really agree with you on mm-hmm. your track there, but I'm not going to deign to be some sort of Nicole scholar. But I, I understand what you're saying. I don't agree with all the dots you're putting mm-hmm. there, but I, I understand what you're saying. I think for me, Dead Calm is more so the, 
the the mechanisms of the 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 plot and the how the the, the it's tight it's tight it's a it's tight little it's a tight, tight hundred it's a tight little thriller yeah i like when the dog gets shot through the door i felt i felt sad i felt sad <laughs> i felt sad yeah it's clever it's clever it you is. know what it's clever you know what it's clever just like serenity very clever Speaking of cleverness, are we done? I'm gonna be clever <laughs> and sweep in here and say this has been another episode <gasps> of Movie CMO of Movies IMO. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. We're on Stitcher. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on a few other. We're on Google Play. We're not on Spotify. We're on everything else. Please rate us five stars. Um, leave us a nice review and um, tell, tell us. us. What would you name your Moby Dick tuna? <laughs> Who do you want to launch through a windshield? <laughs> or off the back of a boat? Where do you want to fuck Diane Lane? <laughs> if, you, if you could catch Constance's kitty, where would you find it? What was your favorite instance of Anne Hathaway's use of the word daddy? Daddy. Daddy, you want to go on that boat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You are going to big boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Our homework this week was dead calm in the beach. Karen worked so hard on this trip. She for- spent so many nights on the internet. <laughs> oh, I just spent so many nights on the internet. Daddy. Never <laughs> <laughs> times they say the word internet. 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 It's, so it's like the internet. damn mule. I mean, did fucking Stephen Knight write the script in 2000 yeah. and pull it out from a drawer and didn't do any rewrites except, awesome. for, except for Facebook? He pushed the purple from heart out of the way. MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> Probable. Probable. There's this thing called Facebook in the real world. Brandon. Uh, that thing you retweeted, I wish that I could credit the tweeter. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's like, what? it's like me, dad. Like, you know, it's like one of those like me, I say nothing. And then someone else says something. It's like me, nothing, film Twitter. And then it's the dancing scene from the psychedelic first and call me by your name. But the audio is Andrew Garfield's more in the social network. And then like, no, my name is on the masthead. Look again. Like, it's so good. <laughs> Have you seen the new meme going around? Like, he can't hear us. He's got AirPods in. No, I from, haven't. Also from Social Network. That's great. Uh, anyway. Uh, next week, Internet. we are talking, speaking of, uh, not speaking of Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, sure. No, it is. Oh, okay. There you go. Jake Gyllenhaal. Sorry, I'm, I'm dying. I'm done. Jake Gyllenhaal's in all three motion pictures we're talking about. No, no, but no. no I am aware. But, like, what's the segue? I'm not sure what the segue was. What was he? We weren't talking about. Well, Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Oh, no, 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 no. What it was, what it was. Speaking of another brunette actor. Yeah. No, it's Sorry, because, it's, I'm, I'm not paying no, attention. No, no, no. It's be, I, I'm not paying attention because I, I was going None to say, and I didn't are. say out loud, well, Brandon, that sounds very melancholy. Mm, melancholy. Melancholy. <laughs> not the first it's time. Melan- not the first time it's today. It's melancholy. Someone. He's, oh, my God. He's such a, in his sweater, he's like, it's melancholy. You and that's not, not, not the, the first, first time. Rene Russo Re- looks over. Rene no, Russo is No, Rene Russo goes, you're good. <laughs> Have you seen the still of uh, like uh, Andrew, uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal on the couch with like big eyes in that sweater? And it's like that feeling when it's not the first time. <laughs> and he's just like, Oh, oh my god someone like mix Carly Rae Jepsen uh, first time into that video uh, next week we're talking about Velvet Buzzsaw Dan Gilroy's triumphant return to the 
small screen, the Netflix original film, Velvet Buzzsaw. We are doing hammy Jake performances. Jake, colon, unhinged. (laughs) Jake unhinged. We're watching Nightcrawler and Jill unhinged. Jill unhinged. (laughs) Can we? That doesn't work. I just want to call it Jill. No, I just want to call it Jake snapped. (laughs) Exclamation point. Yes. Jake snapped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nightcrawler, Okja, Velvet Buzzsaw. I will say I'm thrilled to pieces about Rene Russo, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Mr. Gilroy teaming back Getting up. Getting back Gil- together. Yeah. Getting the band back together. Maybe so to maybe I'll like Nightcrawler this time. Oh. Maybe it'll, it will not be inside Lewin Davis for you because Nightcrawler is not as good as that. But you will get you will get sweet Bill Paxton being like, and it bleeds, it leads. Oh yeah, good Bill Paxton. Oh, and the birth of um, Ritzman. Ritzman. I would like He's to see really it again good. because I was working on a feature film when I saw it. Oh, so like yeah. in my mind, I was already like living the Nightcrawler life. Yeah. So I like have a very strange memory of it. I yeah. saw it twice. The last time I watched it, I was living with a girl who was very nice. We lived very different lives. We nodded and said hello to each other. We genuinely liked the other person. We never did anything together, except for the night we sat down and watched Nightcrawler together. And oddly enough, we were both riveted. We were both Jacques riveted. Wow. I hated it. Wow. Dude, who who says their name first? Do I say it? Yeah. My name's Daniel Crook. You can follow me on the internet at Daniel Crook with three O's. Catch the kitty for Constance. (laughs) I'm Brandon Kirby. You can find me on the internet at BK Kirby. My name is Ben MP. You can find me on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, I real Todd Haynes. Serenity is my favorite movie of the year. Claire Denis and Jean-Luc Godard found dead in a ditch. <laughs> you can follow- Hi Life Who? You can follow Movies IMO. On the internet, you can find us located in the back of a picture. We don't really look like ourselves. We got long hair. We look. We don't look like our high school self. But if you're in Hathaway, you I can look at it and war. say, "John, is that John? Why do you keep calling him Jen?" You can follow us on Twitter at Movies IMO. And at tell us. us. <laughs> tell us. We're just now we're just going in circles. Tell we us. are serenity. we are serenity. Tell us just like serenity. What would what would be your Baker Dill esque pseudonym mm. if you took your medals Baker and you shoved them in a drawer <laughs> and you skipped the internet? You skipped right past Facebook. Oh, what would one your last be? point about <laughs> serenity. Yeah, Anne Hathaway is like I knew Baker Dill was you because that was the only teacher you respected. <laughs> like what? <laughs> What in the fuck? I don't even remember that. How would you know? Like, what kind of human being takes the pseudonym of a teacher they respected in high school <laughs> to get away from it all? If you if you find me like on a beach calling myself Indiana Jones, <laughs> Doctor Indiana Jones, uh, I'm I'm pulling the same play. Uh huh. Mood. Oh boy. The winner is Jane Fonda. Thank you. Thank you very much, members of the Academy, and thank all of you who applauded. There's a great deal to say, and I'm not going to say it tonight. I would just like to really thank you very much. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. 
Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.